The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So we're right at six o'clock. Just want to again offer you a warm, warm welcome. Happy to see all of you, some familiar faces, some new faces. It's good to be back with you. And um, what else to say? I want to just invite you to be at ease, be comfortable in yourself today. It's going to be fairly informal. I am um, in the midst of moving, unpacking, so I'm... um, the mind is impacted. So, introductory remarks for this practice. Tonight, I'd like to talk about loving not knowing and embracing discovering, kind of a, a loving interest attitude in metta practice or the way the heart practices can infuse all of different meditation practices and even attitude about life. And um, one of the inspirations for that is that I'm currently in a diversity training called Deep Diversity. And the emphasis is very Buddhist. It's on noticing our own perceptions, our own distortions, our own lack of knowledge. But key to that is noticing with kindness, interest, curiosity, compassion, even the joy of recognition, even if what's being recognized might not be great. And that got me thinking as I was unpacking about a little passage from Rainier Maria Rilke's wonderful book, Letters to Young Poets. Many of you probably know it. And I'm just going to read a few sentences here. He is exchanging letters, actual physical letters back in the day with a young aspiring um, and suffering filled man who is a poet, wants to be a poet. He says, I would like to beg of you, dear friend, as well as I can to have patience with everything that remains unsolved in your heart. Try to love the questions themselves, like locked rooms and like books written in a foreign language. Do not now look for answers. They may not now be given to you because you could not live them. It is a question of experiencing everything. At present, you need to live the question. Perhaps you will gradually, without even noticing it, find yourself experiencing the answer. So accept that which comes to you with deep trust. Accept it and do not hate anything. Accept it and do not hate anything. But I love this idea of loving the questions themselves, like locked rooms or a box we can't quite open. And then also, I would add to that, loving what emerges when something does open. Trusting that process. We can meet experience with an acceptance for what is, a love for what is. And that cultivates the observing heart and mind. Cultivates a capacity that integrates more of who we are, what we are, what our practice is, in a way that invites maturation, that invites greater kindness, not just towards ourselves, but towards everyone else. So that's the invitation. 
And uh, I'm going to now mute participants in case someone comes in in the middle of the meditation, which we're about to start. And if you need me, I'll have my eyes open now and then. You can chat me if you're having trouble hearing or something like that. Is the audio okay for everyone right now? So please find a comfortable posture, balance of relaxation and alertness. If you're comfortable having your video on, it's a nice way to keep the community together. And if you're not, please respect what works for you. The invitation is to find balance, balance in your posture. Maybe weaving back and forth over your hips, forward and back a little bit. Till there's a point of natural balance in whatever posture you're in, sitting, standing, lying down, walking. And then if you haven't already, softening the eyes and inviting the attention inwards. Inward games, kind inward games. Taking a moment to scan through your body. Just noticing whatever's there from having arrived here. Tension or relaxation. Energy, fatigue, calmness. Acknowledging any thinking or other mental or emotional activity. And setting the intention to be present here, now, in this moment, for this meditation. as kindly and graciously as possible. It can be helpful in the early stages of a period of meditation to really allow the attention to settle in the body. Settling the attention in the body. Perhaps the breath is your most natural anchor. Anchor of attention, allowing the mind and heart to settle in. Allowing sensations of breathing. Body, sound, allowing mindfulness, awareness to be at the forefront. Tuning to this body's experience. Allowing whatever's there just to be there. Allowing any blank spaces or unknown parts of the experience to be there. 
It does it feels natural right to you. Gathering the attention in your emotional center, wherever that is for you. Perhaps in the center of the chest or in your core. Any place that feels right. And calling to mind a person or a being who makes your heart smile naturally, opens your heart. Perhaps someone who has benefited you in some way, or someone with whom you have a simple, friendly relationship. Picturing them or feeling a sense of them as if they're in the room. And offering an internal gesture of care, kindness, love, respect, whatever. Quality feels right. Perhaps on the outgrowth, offering these wishes. Perhaps calling to mind, imagining any simple response, energetic sense. Shift into And opening to a sense of appreciation, perhaps wonder, for whatever is not known about this other being. Opening to a sense of mystery. It's helpful. You can use words or phrases internally if you haven't already started. Please feel free to use your own words and your own language. Or you can follow along with some of the classic phrases I offer. Be happy. Healthy. Be peaceful, easeful, and free. Healthy, safe, peaceful, easeful, free.
so many feelings, sensations, emotions. Considering what feels good. Meeting anything else with kindness, loving interest. Now the invitation is to expand the circle of kindness, good wishes to we, yourself and this other person. Perhaps imagining them sending these good wishes back to you as being Were the two of you radiating these wishes together outwards? Staying in connection with this dear one, if it's helpful, and continuing to include yourself in these missions. The invitation now is to call to mind a person at the edges of your life, someone you don't know very well. And you are the two of you extending these wishes to them. Appreciating the unknown qualities in them, mystery, but not knowing. And meeting that too with kindness. See. He's he's
that feels right, allowing the circle to expand even wider. To whatever beings, known and unknown, it wants to expand through to. All beings nearby. All suffering beings. All the not knowing with kindness, care, compassion. Peaceful,
circle of care, kindness, compassion, to remain as big as it wants to be. Shifting the lens of attention back to this heart, this mind, this body. A sense of loving interest. Makes everything there known and unknown. May I be happy, healthy, safe, peaceful, easeful, and free. Last five minutes of this meditation. If it feels right, letting go of any words, phrasing, visualization. Noticing with kindness whatever flows through your experience in this moment. Asking or being with, attending with loving interest.
thank you for the sincerity of your practice. The invitation before um, I open it up to reflections is to take a moment, and if you're comfortable having your video on, that's great. If you're not, it's okay. To take a moment and send a little pulse of kindness, compassion, metta, to your companions here in this Zoom room and perhaps also to anyone who's not here. Let you think of fellow meditators. But as you're sending that kindness, care, know that you're receiving it. Thank you. Thank you. So often it's easy to have a fear-based response or a critical response to new information or to that which we don't know, I don't know or understand. And that this practice, this practice can open up into a default of kindness, of interest. And that each moment we spend cultivating these intentions cultivates that capacity, whether we're feeling anything or not. So trust that. Trust it. So the floor is open if anyone has a brief comment or reflection based on the meditation or on the opening words. Yes, Jerry. Well, first of all, thanks, uh, Don. Always good to see you and uh, everyone here. Um, uh, I guess uh, uh, I was eventually able to settle myself, but um, at least in this country, the, uh, I think in the U.S., it was uh, um, worldwide news about uh, the... Um, opponent of Putin that was apparently killed in the air crash outside of Moscow today. And of course, um, there are a lot of Ukrainian uh, people in Canada, and they've come here also as refugees. So uh, the problem I have is in these sorts of um, individuals who, uh, you know, uh, let's say I wouldn't have them over, I wouldn't have them over for coffee. They're not, uh, I wouldn't say they're my best buds. And in fact, they are individuals at least reported to being um, cruel. So when one has that sort of experience and you were saying, well, extending it, you know, to the most distant and to all people wishing them well, uh, I was having trouble not making an exception. That's because you're human. (laughs) So the there is um it is a practice, right? And um noticing what comes up in your heart and mind and meeting that with kindness then becomes the primary practice. That makes any sense. At least it does for me. And then I love a sort of frame on this that Sharon Salzberg offers, which is when it comes to people who spew hatred or worse into the world, who cause harm to others, the kindest thing to wish is that they be free of causing harm. Because karmically, from a Buddhist perspective, they are setting themselves up for a world of hurt as well as everyone. So um, that is how I tend to approach people in that realm it's kind of a variation on the Hitler question, right? So that's that's a possibility to explore as well. I just I want to be thank more. you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. 
very welcome. I want to be mindful of time. Any other brief comment or reflection before we shift? Question those one. And uh, you might consider using your Zoom hand because there's more than one screen today. So I might not see you. So we are approaching the time and happy hour that for many people is their favorite time, which is the small groups, the breakout groups. And um, I just want to offer a few brief guidelines. I think Neil may put them in the chat. If you're new here, please take a look at them. And if you're not new, I'll just read off the headlines. So Please consider the breakout groups a continuation of the meditation. Practice mindfully. It's helpful to stay on topic. And here, the primary topic is meeting what's unknown or what's newly discovered with kindness, however that shows up for you. So the encouragement is to stay in that topic area. And to support everyone's practice, please avoid crosstalk. Let each person share and take turns and be brief, especially if you're telling a story you already know well. Brevity is helpful. And making sure everyone has space to speak. And then to be mindful as you listen to others, notice any reactivity or any positive qualities, compassion, kindness or any internal commentary as part of your practice. Care for each other's boundaries. Now is not the time to drop a big bomb. In 10 minutes, we're not going to solve the biggest problem or tragedy. And um, finally, respect confidentiality, please. Even in the large group, when we come back, please stick to what makes the most sense um, for you, what came up for you, not necessarily um, sharing what came up from someone else, unless you know you have their permission. So um, let me take a moment to set up breakout groups. And I also just want to add, this is optional. You're welcome to stay in the main space. You're welcome to stay in here. I'll have my camera and mic off, but if you prefer to silently meditate, that is completely fine. And if you happen to end up in a room alone because people are dropping off, I promise I will reassign you. Or you can come out to the main space and ask me. Okay? So, we will have nine minutes and then one minute warning. So, total 10 minutes of the conversation. Enjoy. People are filtering back in. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone. I don't listen in, but I get to see the little microphones, like volumes going up and down. So it's it's fun to see that you are talking. It's um, kind of heartwarming. Would anyone like to share how that was for you? Or is anyone willing to share how that was for you? 
any insights? Yes, Diana. Yes, uh, something I shared with the group. Um, You said something about try to love the questions themselves. Well, it so happened that this, and I'm, but this morning before I got out of bed, I remembered some, some statement from some pop person who does mindfulness for everyone or something like that. And the, and it was, I wonder what a wonderful surprise will be there today. Something, where's that effect? I wonder what wonderful surprises there will be. Something like that. I forgot about that. And I went about my business. During the day today, several extraordinarily nice things happened to me, like nice kindnesses or, or really good reflections or things I had not, wouldn't, didn't notice, would not have noticed nor ordinarily, except I was kind of tuned into it. And there you are tonight saying, try to love the questions themselves. Well, <laughs> I love that question. And so I'm, I'm loving them more now. It's a wonderful uh, idea, loving the question and the openness of that. Thank you, Thank Diana. You. What a lovely experience to have, to be open to it and notice it and savor it. Izzy, hi. Hi. Um, I was thinking like loving the question in terms of creating more space to experience. And in terms of like dealing with difficult people, they try to heard you in a certain direction and if you don't take it personally you're actually creating more space in a moment yeah that's a great insight great insight and being able to meet that difficulty with that openness even if it doesn't change their behavior which sometimes it does um, it sure can shift our own experience of it right yeah, and that curiosity is there. So, thank you. That's a great observation. Anybody else? Oh, Amy, hi. Um, this is uh, more of a question for something I've recently um, gone through. Um, So I went through a moment, I'm kind of going through a moment of potentially having losses that would be really, really striking in my life. And I remember thinking um, a fear thought or an attachment thought of how, what if I lose the Dharma during this time? And similar to like when people like lose their faith and and Christianity or something like that you hear about that right and um I usually just know people who find the Dharma with losses um but they're it's still kind of there like we're gonna have these losses all of us in the future and this is all this is for a while now it's been such a solace to me and trusting in the Dharma and trusting in all this and so I just wanted to know I don't know some guidance on how I can meet that type of thought First thing I want to say is that your love of the Dharma is really clear just from that question. Gosh, what if I lose it? And um, I just want to sit with it for a minute. You might have an inquiry into where like where the fear is coming from. I've lost you on the screen. There you are. Um, where the inquiry is coming from. Okay. Is it, is there an emotion underneath that? Like overwhelm or fear or confusion? Yes, nodding, nodding, nodding. All. Okay. When you tap into your own heart as we're talking about this, what does your heart tell you about your relationship with the Dharma right now? That it's helped me meet those other times I've had those emotions in my life. 
again and again. And um, in a way that, yeah, that I felt supported by. And there's just like kind of the, I don't know, I'm imagining like Quan Yan kind of just like holding, just holding the space for all that that's come up. So my main advice is to trust facts. Trust that. Uh, this kind of loss for a lot of people, especially if something consequential is lost, it can feel like the rug or even the floor has been pulled out from underneath us. And it's natural to then question, well, is anything going to stay around? Anything at all? And to notice too that how you relate to that, that complete uncertainty can be extremely uncomfortable, even shocking, horrifying. That can be related to through the lens of the Dharma in a way that actually strengthens you and strengthens your practice. So, Keep in that question, love that question. Like, how could this strengthen my relationship to what feeds me, dharmically and otherwise? Any more there that you want to say or anything? No, I'm just appreciative. I feel like I've, uh, since just meeting it now in this blanket of dharma, I feel like it's already kind of been those parts that have been shook have already been met you know at least in this moment right so um and i have seen historically when i've been just before it's just helped me grow and become more understanding toward others pain but um um, sometimes you the parts are like i'm tired of growing now thank you thank you (laughs) um but in the same time uh, i think it's that balance of being with uh where I'm at and then um there is a thing that it it just helps you know the soil till the soil thank you be be gentle and loving with what you're moving through and I hope you're taking in the hearts that have popped up all around the zoom room (laughs) thank you all So friends, we have reached the end of our time together. um, Just want to thank you again for your practice. And together we can set the intention that this practice may benefit all beings everywhere. May this practice be a cause and condition for the lessening of suffering, the increase of peace, joy, and awakening in our hearts and in all the hearts and minds we touch. May all beings everywhere be free of suffering. Thank you, everyone. Feel free to unmute and say goodbye if you wish. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Come back soon. Thank you, everyone. Much metta to you. Thanks, Dawn.